Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 194 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. What's happening, Barbara? How are you? I'm busy as balls. How many times do I have to tell you that? I'm trying to figure out how many balls it is until you're busy. (laughs) How do you measure that? (laughs) So what's this about you winning a Heartland Dental Competition? What's this all about? Oh, oh, um, in a short version, Heartland does a, every year they, they call it the Heartland Continuum, and they have young dentists and mentor dentists who have been doing it a long time teach the younger dentists how to do veneer cases, how to prep them, provisionalize them, just all the way through. Mm-hmm. And each lab has a certain amount of cases that they do. Night Dental had like freaking, I think, 15 total. They have regions throughout the United States, and there's like about six or seven different labs involved, and each lab's doing about 10 cases each. They vote on the regional case, and then the regional case goes to national, and I guess all the Heartland doctors vote on the best case. And my CAC team and myself, it was my personal case, which I'm really proud of, um, won. Yay. Wow. I wish I get like $1,000 or something really cool, but I don't. But I'm happy for the team, and we all work really closely together, and so we're just super stoked. So what do you get? What does Heartland give to these? I guess bragging rights. I don't know. Really? Yeah. (laughs) They have a big winter meeting in Orlando, and at that conference, they have like a big to-do and everybody comes in and they announce the doctor and the case in the lab. And so, I mean, nice. I guess it's just, you know, it's, it's cool. Cause she's, it's her first it is case, cool. I, you, know? you know, cash is nice, but uh, <laughs> winning is also good. You know, I'm freaking competitive. Don't you? Oh, absolutely. But I, I knew nothing about it. I didn't even know they were announcing it at the meeting. I didn't know the case one region. I knew nothing. It was a complete and total surprise. I knew <laughs> That the case was beautiful, and I had a really good gut feeling that that it would win region, uh, but I had no idea it would go that far. So I'm just I'm just happy because I love what I do, and she's beautiful, and the doctor is great, and it was just a great experience. Enough of that. Whew. Okay, okay, I won't ask for too many details. All right. Other than you kick, Thank we'll you. just leave it there. Appreciate that. Speaking of, we kick. So the T-shirts we sold a while ago, we raised over $550 for the Foundation for Dental Technology. I bought four. Absolutely. I got a couple. Yep. We want to give a big shout out and thanks to everyone that ordered the shirt. Yeah, absolutely. We're happy to donate it to them and keep our industry strong. So who knows? Maybe in the summer we'll do another T-shirt. Yeah. Busy as balls. Busy as balls. There you go. (laughs) Who doesn't want that on a shirt? (laughs) So, Barb, do you remember when we talked to the great Nina Frickaton, I think, from England? Yeah. We had her back way on episode 171. And during that conversation, we talked about getting Nina and Tay from Annexdent. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I said it right. I, I think yeah. you did. I think you Tay did. from Annexdent together, so Nina could come to Lab Day Chicago and teach a course. Cool. Well, they connected, Aww. and it's gonna happen. That's fantastic. It is amazing. It's going to be an amazing course that no one will want to miss. Now, I also found out there's only 15 seats, and they're going fast. So I'm guessing by the time this airs, the Chicago course will be filled. Mm, I bet. But. 
if you can't wait till February and want to get your fix on pink composites and Nina, she's hosting a webinar called Gingival Artistry for Analog and Digital Dentures. This will be a small group interactive webinar, so don't wait to sign up. She said she's going to cover the Annex Gum color placement layering strategy and basically how to get the best results. Nice. All of it in that wonderful accent of hers. Oh yeah, that's sexy. So to sign up, I would say the link, but it's really long. <laughs> so better if you just head over to this episode's show notes, find the link, and if you want to register, check it out there. All right. You need to put on some courses. Mm-hmm. I've got some things I can teach. There you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's not do that. <laughs> well, maybe the industry does need it. Yeah, of course. So this week, we're back in Louisville at the Whitmix Digital Forum. Yep, we got even more conversations. It was a great event, and we talked to a lot of people while we were at the Preet booth. I honestly think, Barb, that we had withdrawals from face-to-face conversations. No, And we just talked to everybody that even looked in our direction. <laughs> and we hunted a couple down, too. Boy, that was a tough crowd, but we got them. <laughs> so this week, we talked to two great technicians that went to the event for two very different reasons. First up is dental nerd Rich Green from B&D Dental Technologies. He was actually speaking at the event, and he sits down to teach us so much of what he has learned about zirconia from his time on the bench to now working and speaking for a company that's a leader in zirconia manufacturing. It's actually some pretty fascinating stuff. And then we talk to the well-traveled, well-experienced implant leader at DDS Dental Lab, Hussam Sewell. Hussam took a super interesting path to dental technology, and he runs a large department that has a lot of experience doing a ton of implant restoration, and it's great to hear it from someone that does it every day. So join us as we chat with Rich Green and Hussan Sherwell. Hussan Sherwell. The Asiga Max, the world's most advanced lab 3D printer, offers exceptional productivity. Well over 400 labs in the U.S. can attest to its accuracy, speed, and precision. With the 62 micron print precision, the MAX is optimized for both the dental lab or the clinical environment. Its exclusive SPS Smart Positioning System technology guarantees that every single layer is formed accurately, resulting in consistent results in any environment. And... Its single point calibration makes calibration extremely accurate and fast. As an open material system, you can print any suitable resin from any material manufacturer. Your choice, no strings. The Max also features the fastest material changeover of any 3D printer. Labs love this. Change completely from one print resin to another in under 30 seconds, which is really amazing because you and I both know how hard that is. All of this and the finest, most dependable technical support staff in the dental lab industry. Call Whitmix today or visit Whitmix.com to find out more about the Asiga Max. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Whitmix. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. He's terrible with names. Rich green, like the color, a rich green color. Rich green from B&D Dental Technologies. 
Huzzah. Here at the Whitmix Digital Forum Yay! 2020. Is it still 2021? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, but this is the first time I've been out in two years, so, so I'm just happy. We're, so we're not certain what year it is, really? <laughs> no, Elvis is. I, I'm good. The so Elf. how are you, sir? I'm well, thank you. Good, good, good. You enjoying the Whitmix Dental Forum? So far, uh, I'm, you know, my presentation is coming up this afternoon, and I was a little concerned about the quality of the speakers here that I would, you know, measure up. But I think it'll be okay. I think I can, I can tell jokes for ten minutes, so I'm covered. <laughs> <laughs> what is your topic? We're talking about zirconia. Yeah, I know you can't swing a dead cat and not hit a zirconia dealer, but but as a technician, I know why everything works and how it should work, mm-hmm. and so I hope to be able to share that information with the people that are here, whether they use our zirconia, which they should or not. Um, that way, they can have a better grasp of what's going on in their laboratory. Zirconia is a fairly complicated material. Yeah. yeah, it is. I don't think a lot of people understand it. We've had a few people on the podcast that really got deep down into zirconia, and you're just like. That much goes into it? Oh, yeah. Well, one of the interesting points that I point out a lot, on an all-on four, I know you guys do, you, you're well-respected for your implant stuff that you do. They're always being referred to as called preet. They know what they're doing. And, and But when you're doing an all-on four on a zirconia, it'll be 100 millimeters typically around the arch easily. Well, it shrinks about 15%. That means that zirconia moves 15 millimeters in the oven. That's a lot of That's movement. That's a lot of movement. Yeah. That's a long ways. So when you start thinking of it in that terms, you know, Zirconia is a very active material as one processes it. And it's not right to begin with. You can't make it right later. Sure. I wish someone could film that shrinking and, like, speed it up. Wouldn't that be the coolest video to watch where it's like, pew? Yeah. Really small. That'd it would be, be really yeah, neat. Yeah, it's, it's neat. Uh, it used to be that uh, Glidewell had one. But I don't know if, they st- if yeah. you can still see it or find it or if they've got it online yeah. or anything. But, yeah, it, it's amazing. to. What happens at that point is that the... Zirconia, as it heats up, develops a greater affinity for one another, and the particles turn into grains, and it gets rid of all the little spots in there, all the voids, and that's why it shrinks. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. So, so what's your role at <clears throat> B&D? What do you do? I am the technical support guy. I'm a technician. I've been a technician my whole life, and I've been able to work with B&D, and I now do actually a production manager and the technical support guy. So when wow. I make it the Zirconia every day as well as support it for our customers. So you're actually in there mixing the... Yeah, I'm yeah. actually in it. Well, or yelling at the guys that are mixing Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so where are they out of? Salt Lake City. Oh, nice. Yeah, and we do make it right there. We get tons of this stuff in and turn it into discs and send it out the door. Is it all true that most Zirconia all comes from the same place? Well, zirconium and zirconia are two different things. Yes, yes. Uh, but the zirconium sands that are in uh, Australia are the largest exploitable amount of uh, stuff right now. And then it all goes to China. All Well, probably 95% of it goes to China to then get processed into zirconia. Okay. And so that after that, that's when it goes out to various manufacturers who add their special this and that to it to make it what it is. Because remember, zirconia is widely used. Every O2 sensor in a car has zirconia. White tiles, ceramic tiles have zirconia. There's oh, really? a lot of I uses didn't know for zirconia. That. Yeah, it's ah. a bunch of stuff out there. It's not just dental. And the dental grade zirconia is a fairly high, fairly refined, shall I say, version of the material. So what do you like? You said everybody should be using your zirconia. What do you find more special about your zirconia than others? To be quite honest with you, it is the way we make it. I've commented several times here that you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. The zirconia itself, 
as one moves through the phases of the zirconia, becomes more translucent, but you lose strength. Mm-hmm. And so the way we make our zirconia, by ball milling it down to such a fine size, about 300 nanometers, which is tiny, it gives you a smaller particle, then turns into a smaller grain, which turns into a more translucent zirconia and greater strength. There's a lot of things that go into it that you have to start with how you put it together. That's just the way it is because the nature of the material determines its translucency. So smaller size equals more translucency? Yes, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One, and I thought this was really cool, I didn't know this, but light, you know, has a specific wavelength size, 650 nanometers. If you have small enough particles, this was kind of interesting to me, if you have small enough particles, the light, like, goes by it, doesn't even see it. Because of wavelengths. Yeah, because of wavelengths, actual actual physical size. Yeah. And so it'll go right by it, you can't see, but that, that, that was just cool. But the concept here is that smaller grains give you uh, greater control of, over the grain boundaries, how the light reflects, refracts, transmits, all that stuff. Yeah. And so typically a smaller grain size is going to give you a stronger zirconia and a more translucent zirconia. Interesting. So can I ask a question sure. about the shrink rate? If the particles are smaller, does it shrink any differently? Yes, absolutely. What a brilliant question. Wow. It was a, <laughs> no, it's absolutely true because they're smaller. They start out closer together. Mm-hmm. So the voids that are in each disc that you see, they just are there. They're smaller. So the grains have to move less distance. So okay. that's denser to begin with and you wind up with a denser product. Got it. So that's why it, our shrink rates are like 1.20, where a lot of the people's are about 1.25. Again, doesn't sound like much, but on a nanometer scale. On a big scale, bridge? Heck yeah. Well, um, <laughs> one nanometer, to give you an idea how big a nanometer is, one nanometer is to one millimeter, as one inch is to 15 miles. <laughs> what? That's, yeah. One that's nanometer wow. is to one millimeter, as one inch is to 15 miles. So that's how small these particles are. And, How do you uh, even measure something like that? You have special equipment that we have because we, <laughs> we measure it every day. Yeah. And, when we, and we have to treat it as a slurry. If you try to do it dry, try, imagine trying to compress smoke. It's just about impossible. I don't know of any commercially viable alternative for that currently. <laughs> and so, yeah, by using small particles and making a slurry colloidal deposition process to create our disks, we produce a superior disk. Anybody that wanted to do it the way we do it could probably do the same thing. It's just harder to do. So huh, you mix it with water? And some other stuff. And some other stuff, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> the secret, secret sauce. The secret the sauce, secret yeah. Mix sauce. it with secret sauce, and then what, it presses? Yeah, we actually yeah. use uh, air pressure, uh, vacuum, and atmospheric pressure to get it where it's supposed to go. But the key there is to create a very homogenous slurry. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so so it's all it's it's equal in size, it's equal in, in density, and that's where you get the, the magic. That's where the, really the magic happens, by creating this even, dense disk. See, it's funny. We've been talking about zirconia for so many years, but we still learn. Every day. I mean, like, bring things up and bring talk to people like you, and well, it's like, holy moly, you. really. That's very kind. It's That's a, crazy. And the amount of stuff that goes on there is is amazing because, like I say, as it shrinks, you know, grains are moving over each other. You're creating mm-hmm. grain boundary energy, and there's stuff under tension, stuff, stuff under compression, and, and how the liquid goes in there and wraps around the particles. There's electronic exchange, and that's how it gets colored. I mean, there's a lot of things going on that people just kind of haven't got the information on. Mm-hmm. And because they don't have the information, especially clinicians aren't really well-versed mm-hmm. in zirconia. No. And so and there are certain limitations. There's, there is no perfect material. So how did you get all nerded out on this? If you're um, a technician, but you sound like a scientist. Oh, well, maybe I was just a nerd to begin with. There you go. There's nothing wrong maybe with that. that. Maybe that worked, it worked out well. Uh, well, as a technician for years and years, 
as I began to get involved in zirconia, I found out that it's, again, it's people just didn't understand. And I see myself as an educator and, and a troubleshooter kind of, not a troublemaker necessarily. <laughs> but, yes, but, um, good. I want to help technicians understand their product so that when their doctors ask them questions, they can be knowledgeable and competitive. If you ask one, frankly, if you ask one lab and they don't know, you ask another lab and they do know, you get a little competitive advantage. Yeah. And so I work hard to create a level of knowledge and understanding in technicians. And if you understand the material, you can fix problems. That's so true. I agree. If you don't know what you're doing, how do you know when you get there? You yeah. know? Well, what's also yeah. nice is you can talk to technicians as a technician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of these companies you call and you get these per- you know, the people that deal with zirconia, but they've never used it in real life. You know, <laughs> They don't know what it feels like to walk into the lab in the morning and have a bridge broken in the tray. It's like, yeah. oh, <clears> my <throat> God, you know, it's difficult. Yeah. So you guys offer all the different shades, or do you do yes, in fact, white? We are, no, well, we have white zirconia, which I, I kind of prefer the white. Easier to manufacture? <laughs> I like to be able to color it the way I want to color it okay. instead of using appreciated. But a lot of labs want the convenience of appreciated. It's absolutely appropriate. Our appreciated multi is a great material. Mm. Uh, it's made this, It's made out of the same stuff as our just regular uh, Beyond Plus. So it's the same strength, roughly. But we make highly tetragonal zirconia, our live. We make... What? <laughs> what you say? We make a highly tetragonal zirconia. Tetragonal. Okay, that's tetragonal. that's like live or bruxer. Yeah, mm, it is a new word. Yeah, it's like, like tegucigalpa. Like it. so, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got our live, which is the highly tetragonal, the, the original kind of uh, version one of everything. Okay, and then we made our beyond, which is a highly translucent zirconia, but it, it doesn't have the strength for bigger bridges. Really translucent, and so we modified that to our Beyond Plus. And our Beyond Plus is still a white zirconia that you color, but it is uh, a little higher in value because we added more three Y to it to, in in the blend. So it's a little stronger, and the really really translucent stuff can gray out on the light yeah, shades. Big time. Interesting. Yeah. So that's a challenge. And so then we have our Multi, which is appreciated zirconia, which is it's nice, it's lovely stuff. Yeah. You know, I just happen I just happen to prefer the white. What do you sell more of? Um. I mean, obviously appreciated because the stock is more, but what do labs use more, white or appreciated? Appreciated is growing. It's still people, really? a lot of people use white, and there's good reasons for that. Oh, heck yeah. But the appreciated, yep. because some people want that convenience, there's always a toss-up. If you're going to use appreciated, let's say you're doing classic shades, which is all we have currently, but if you're doing classic shades, you have to have 16 different discs for 16 different shades. Oh, our yeah. stock was insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so by using white... You do have some advantages to having lower amounts of discs on hand. And you can cut them all out of the same disc and make six different shades or ten different shades. Yeah. And so that's very helpful. So it really depends on, certainly with appreciated, it's going to be a more consistent shade, uh, although we don't lack consistency with our regular stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's partly what you want to do and how far you want to go with, I want to say, and this is maybe inappropriate, but... I uh, love inappropriate. Okay, well, I'll, I got a lot more for you then, baby. <laughs> I'll show you inappropriate. Uh, so, the appreciated is good stuff, but I really like I really like what the white does. I mean, I can fool around with that and change the shades, and you know, and I I just like the white better. That's the technician in you. Yeah, and I agree, and I think and that we need awesome. to be aware that I think about this a lot, which is I guess nerds me out even more, but. Um, we are really, I, I finally found a phrase that describes technicians or technologists or dental labs, and that is artisanal manufacturing. We are, in fact, I like it. we are, in fact, artisans still. And so just because we get better feedstock from our tools that we would get than before, how do we make that a better looking product? How do we create that 
the thing, the last 10% that is, that is the artisanship on this. Yeah. And, I, and I think we have to remember that, that it doesn't matter for every dentist, sadly, but for many dentists, it still does. And it creates value. If you make a beautiful crown, who doesn't like pretty? Yeah. You know, exactly. a pretty crown is a pretty crown. And so you can't make a pretty crown if you've got crappy stuff to start with. Well, excuse me. If you don't have as, as good a material to start with. <laughs> I get you. I get so you. you're on a breakout session this Later afternoon today, yes. also. Yeah. So are you going to have the zirconia? What What is your breakout session like? Um, what are you going to do? It is not dissimilar to what I'm doing now, although I've got more information. You know, you try to run a, a line there between being funny and techy and odd mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and I just try to I try to run closer to funny and techy because this stuff is complicated. I talked to a gentleman a couple of days ago who was having some challenges with his shades and I was talking to him about his sintering furnace. And I said if you have molybdenum decilicide heating elements, we went on about that. Then he called me back a couple of days later and he said, Well you're talking about that stuff and I didn't really know what you're talking about. And I went, Okay, well You need you fix to it? Yeah <laughs> you know and so here this will help you. So yeah I Again, this is a relatively complicated material. And to manipulate it easily and consistently, you have to know what's going on. So the breakout's more of a question and answer, or is it a hands-on? It, or no, what? it's not a hands-on. Okay. It's just, yeah, I just, I'm just curious. I tell you know, 10 minutes worth of jokes, like you say, and then, <laughs> then I'll do five minutes of stuff and, ask, and answer questions. <laughs> nice. I think yeah, I'll yeah, pop yeah. in. I'm a big believer in let's have some fun and, and let's teach people what they need what they could use if they choose to. Mm-hmm. I, I can't make anybody change their mind. Nobody can. And so if I can give you some ways to think about it, give you tools, uh, a vocabulary to speak with your dentist so that when he or she asks you a question, you can say, well, this is what it is. And what is 3Y? And why is 5Y? And what does centering do? And I mean, uh, you can ask people this. I, I, I'm doing this today as a test. You know, do you know what centering is? <laughs> do you know the definition of centering? Centering is making Mature. is making a powdered mass into a coherent mass <laughs> without melting. I thought it was just a really long hot oven. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly, <laughs> Going exactly from, right. Well, yeah. what happens is when you center it anything. It took me three years to know it wasn't spelled with a C. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't? <laughs> oh, so, yeah, what, hap- what happens when you center uh, any of this, these powders, metallic powders or whatever, is as they heat up, they develop a greater, the particles develop a greater affinity for one another, and they move together and they form grains. But they never melt. Mm. I mean, you can you can visualize melting gold or met- melting non yeah, yeah, yeah. but you can't visualize this stuff that now it becomes extremely look at how hard this stuff is and tough that's all due to the centering it's amazing it's pretty crazy it goes from like basically chalk yeah to indestructible yeah what is your thoughts on a fast center versus the you know 10 hours do you think that it's how do you get a fast center versus a long center and what is the difference what they do is you know they preheat the oven up to 1400 and then run the crown up into it and run it down there's a challenge with that you're never going to get high levels of uh, translucency and, and great aesthetics yeah. just because it takes time for these things to occur, right? And you can bombard it with energy, but that doesn't necessarily get you what you want. And I, I think you have to do that once in a while, but I don't think it's good as a technique. Yeah. I mean, we've got some stuff with our new furnace that I think we can fire in 90 minutes or something like that. It's pretty fast. 90 but, minutes, wow. But that's only a couple of units in yeah. a special tray yeah. because it takes X amount of calories to create the cohesiveness, all the movements you got to have, oxidize it, metallic ions, blah, 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 all that junk, right? Um, and so 
fast center, I, I get, I am concerned that clinicians may be being misled into what they can expect out of a fast center on a zirconia. Are you yeah. guaranteed pretty much like an opaque, very similar? Yeah, I would yeah, say so. Fairly uh, opaque. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if you're doing number thirty yeah. and it was A one, you could probably get away with it <laughs> because it's, it's not going to show. I yeah. mean, you could make it purple. Let's face it. But number nine, uh. Uh-uh. So all yeah. these fast centering ovens that are going to be put in dentist's office so they can do they're going to compromise zirconia, big time. They're, yep, they're limited on what they can do shade wise. Yeah. Yes, I th- I believe that there will be there's got to be a compromise as you suggest, mm-hmm. and it depends on what they want to do. I am still amazed that a dentist would spend so many years in school and go so deeply in debt uh, and try to create this practice only to become a dental technician. Why would you do that? We, yeah. don't, we don't make that kind of bread, guys. And so, you know, <laughs> Have you met us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see what I drive? Yeah. You know, doctor, keep your fingers wet and keep people in your hygiene chair and you'll make a lot more keep money. Keep your fingers than, wet. That's kind of sexual. That's a, <laughs> yeah, keep your saying. fingers wet and you'll make a ton of money. But we're easily seduced by technology. We all are. Yeah. And so this is a cool new thing. Let's do this. Well, okay, yeah. It's a, Those it's, are my thoughts, too. I was just curious yeah. to see. I mean, every now and again, you have a super rush, and you've got to throw it in a faster, but it never looks as good. As, and, well, and it's, it's a, again, it's a it's, it's a function of chemistry. Yeah. I get the phone call frequently. How thin can I make my zirconia? Well, you can make it really, really thin, but you can't sleep at night, so don't do it. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, I, I tell guys all the time, I want to see at least seven-tenths of a millimeter of reduction because Ivacar will tell you that's what they have to have, so why shouldn't you get it? And, doctor, if you really can't give me a half a millimeter, maybe we ought to make a metal crown. Mm. Let's, I mean, because if it works, you're a star, but if it breaks, you're a goat. Yeah. You know, they're going to come back to you. They're not going to come back, and he's going to yell at you. And so, yeah, you got to understand what's best for you. In it's own. always our fault, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Does stronger yeah. zirconia need less reduction? I always hear one number. On reduction for zirconia, but what's yeah, the you could have a stronger and you could have well, a... Well, what's the number you hear? Oh, I don't remember. Come on. It's been a long time since I've been in the lab. Okay, but. see how you are. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking seven tenths and five tenths minimally, but I well, never Well, see, if I tell a technician seven, they cut it to five. I cut them, if I tell them five, they Same cut it to three. Same with the doctors. Yeah, you say so, a millimeter and you get seven tenths. <laughs> do you have less reduction with a stronger zirconia? This is where I insert the crickets. That's yeah, interesting. Well, well, question, I'm, I'm trying though. to come up with the, the correct way to answer this because the answer is theoretically yes. You could have a slightly thinner, but again, is it there, worth it? No, yeah, it's not worth it because measure your thumbnail with your metric calipers and see how thick your thumbnail is. If it's two or three tenths, that's how thick you're making your zirconia. Really? Mm. That's that just it just seems like we're setting ourselves up for disaster. And if we want to provide great patient care, so the dentist in turn can provide great patient care, then we need to take care of ourselves as technicians and our and our doctors as our clients. Mm-hmm. You know, doctor, that's not a good idea for this material. That's really the space we have. Then you're gonna to have to tell Mrs. Jones we have to do a gold crown or we have to do a non-precious crown because we don't want to give her or him a root canal, so we got enough room. Yep. You know, that's uh, it's okay. Yeah, we yeah. still like all of you. We want everybody to be happy. So don't point the gun at yourself for goodness sakes. Yeah, interesting. Let's talk about the multi-layer. How, okay. does, how does that process work exactly? Uh, just actually in just terms look. of. Putting it in the discs. There you go. I Thank think you. that's, that's well, what he's looking for. Well, we have a group of, uh, of very skilled 
gnomes that come in at night <laughs> and, and, and do all the stuff. They're the same people that steal your knife off your desk. Oh, and hell so, <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I left it in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, oh, what do you do to it in the bathroom? I have like five pairs of loops. And are you cutting yourself in the bathroom? This is everywhere. not good, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the process is a little proprietary that, that I can't okay. go into. But that's fine. Uh, when we first started out, I mean, this uh, think about this. If you were around when they are doing the first multi-layer stuff, you get it. You could see the layers. Not yeah. infrequently. That was the way they made it. And we started out doing like a seven-layer version and then a six and then a five. We're trying to figure out how to do this. And finally, we developed a, a process that gives us a very homogenous blend of the zirconias. And um, uh, we don't have a, a huge – we only have three layers in there. But – it looks great because it's supposed to. It's designed that yeah. way. And so it's, it's a little proprietary. So it's less cool. layers, but because you blend it, it gives that, that makes better sense. look than yeah. when we used to do seven layers. Yes, yes. Seven and, layers. And the making seven layers, I don't know what they would cost if they could still do it, but can you imagine pressing seven different no. layers together? Yeah. Or even six. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just, a again, a recipe for disaster. And we want yeah. you want to avoid it, and we want to yeah. avoid it. But on the layers, all the zirconia are the same type. Do they have to be? Can you mix the whys and the whatevers? You can, but why? Well, I don't uh, know. The, the reason That's I why I'm said, asking oh, well, the nerd. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see that. For those of you that can't see, just gave him the finger. <laughs> and I deserve it. Which is something I do very often, so high so, five. I'm sorry. What, yeah, what was your question again? <laughs> Let's see. I can, His I, question can was. Can you mix the zirconia types? Uh, yes, to a certain extent. That's what our Beyond Plus is, a, a blended zirconia. Hmm. But... Why would one with the, the later models of conies, the what I consider to be third generation of conies, high strength, high translucency, with your colorants in there, whether it's our Beyond Plus Multi or our just our Beyond Plus, it's the same strength all the way through, and it's you, you get the color and the translucency and the and all the stuff you need in there. Why you know why break give up, up the strength? I would say. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so it's, you really can't not yeah. if you want it to be super strong. It's just like porcelain. I yeah. mean, you same know, concept. you can't. It's, mess you around can't with have it or it's going to become gingival or cervical really strong but the incisal nice and translucent well the thing is with the new with the way we make it it's nice and translucent Anyways, all the way around. Yeah, yeah it's strong too and so there was a marketplace at when the when the 3y stuff was kind of nearing the end of its life cycle uh, in terms of you know the doctors are demanding more and more translucency there have, were some people that came out with hybrids you know so they had stronger and weaker more translucent but they kind of missed the market because then the third generation stuff came out <laughs> and it was strong and beautiful and all the colors you need and all this, you know everything right away so you know it's kind of like I'm a big believer in titanium in terms of copings and stuff, it's a pain in the butt to work with, but there's a lot of really good things about it. But the the whole industry just jumped over and went straight to zirconia. So mm. in that regard, you know, just yeah. forget about it, move on. And so I don't see much usefulness in a hybrid that has okay. multiple strengths in it. Why not go for strength all the way? Yeah, no, that makes sense. If that if there's a, if there's a reason for that, yeah. you know? and strong is another interesting question. In that, how many millions of zirconia restorations have been made that have broken due to lack of strength? Not many. Mm. I mean. Is strength really even an issue anymore? It's strong enough. Okay. Goodness gracious. It's strong enough. At 900 megapascals. We're all worried about what it's doing to the opposing. Yeah. <laughs> well, zirconia, when it is, everybody's, glaze breaks on everything, right? I've got crowns in my mouth that I glaze, the glaze breaks. Yeah. And so with zirconia, if you've got a dense zirconia to begin with, when the glaze does break, it's very smooth. 
wherever that glaze ends, there's going to be a sharp edge. Mm -hmm. But the rest of it's very smooth, and there's very little wear against the opposing. In fact, I have some labs that glaze the contacts, and that's all, and they polish everything else. And so it's it's a very smooth material when you get the dense enough stuff to begin with. We went through a time where we were polishing the occlusal. But it was very shiny. Yeah. yeah, it does polish nice. Well, some of it, the early stuff kind of got yeah. a mother of pearly look to it. Yes, but the, exactly. But the stuff we've got now just doesn't pearl up like that. It just looks better. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm a big believer in polishing when you can. Yeah. But in a large laboratory, the technique is glaze. Yeah, slap some glaze on there, send it out the door. I come from a large laboratory, and there's no way in hell I would polish <laughs> no. 250 units a day. No, no. That'd no. be a nightmare. No, yeah, it would, be, it, it would be tough. And so... Do we get enough out of it? I don't know. And if you, it's got to be shiny. I mean, basically, the docs and the patients want shiny stuff. Ooh, yeah. shiny! Yeah, and so, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Ooh, sparkly. So yeah, it's uh, it, you know, it's it's an interesting decision to be made in there by both the clinician and the laboratory about what they can and want to do. Yeah. So, uh, you, so you worked in a big lab, huh? Yeah, it's a small lab in a large lab. Oh, okay. So I do the high aesthetics in a oh. smaller portion of a large lab. But oh, yeah, my dad the... founded my lab 40, 40 years ago. Oh, so, so you're second generation. Ooh, yeah. Genetically, <laughs> genetically predisposed to be a technician. technician huh? Straight up, yep. <laughs> I love it. Weird since birth. Yep. <laughs> oh, thank you. A little lab rat there from when go. I was probably oh. four years old. Oh, so yeah, yeah I love it. Isn't funny mm-hmm. how that stuff starts out? You get oh, it, yeah. you, you know, once you, you get play on with that the trail. Yeah. And where the where was your lab? In Salt Lake is where in I had Salt Lake. Yeah. Were yeah. you by yourself? Uh, it, uh, it varied in size. Sometimes yeah. uh, you know. Uh, I was a one-man lab, and then I was a three-man lab, and then I was a one-man lab, and then, you know, I worked for big labs, I worked for small labs, but I, I view myself as, I'm a technician. Uh, I'm not as good as you are, obviously, but, you know, I got in there, and I made my crowns every day, and, they, and the doctors were happy, and, happy. and I have no problem with that, that that's my, that's my calling, that's my lot, and like so many people, so many of your listeners, you know, I get in there every day. It takes courage to go in the lab every day. It takes courage to go to any job every day. Yeah. But you go in the lab and you face those challenges and you and you try to get better and you try to do a good job and, and you try to be 110% of perfect all the time and get it there early. And it's it's difficult and challenging. Yeah. The people that uh, continue to be technicians today, you know, I respect them. And being respectable, one earns respect. And I, you've earned okay. my respect by being at work and dealing with these issues. And, yeah. and it's it ain't easy. If it was easy, anybody could do it. You know, so it's, it's life tough. in a lab is definitely not easy. No, it's it's not, and True. and that's why, that's why I left. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> that's why he says he left. He's a, <laughs> he was asked to leave. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, I want to help people. That's what I like to do. I want to help yeah, technicians get their stuff, understand why what's what's happening to them, what's going on, how to fix it, how to make it look better. All those things, and that's the artisanal part of artisanal manufacturing, yeah. which is the last ten or twenty percent that elevates that restoration beyond just what spits out of the mill. Oh, yeah. yeah, the mills make objects that look a lot like teeth. They're pre- <laughs> they're pretty good, but they're yeah. not they're not what they completely could be by because of the limitations of the machinery. Absolutely, and so that's where the skill and the, the uh, efforts of the technician come into play how you see the color how you see those delicate i mean a tooth is nothing but delicate curves let's face it and so how you see those and and where they should be and and the colors that you infuse it it's emotional it's something that you put into that emotional and and so when you're done and you look at that handful of crowns it's really fulfilling it's like holy 
That's You're cool. super jazzed. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow. And they're heavy, so it feels like you did something. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's really good, too. It's a, yeah, a, being a technician is challenging. New materials. I don't know that zirconia is the last material that will ever come Probably out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just so. machinery is improving. Artificial intelligence is coming along. So how does a technician remain a technician? I think by... By doing that last ten percent, by mm-hmm. the realizing that there a little bit of you—that's why you're so tired when you go home at night—is that a little bit of you is is in each one of those crowns. Yeah. And if it's not, then you still work in a laboratory, but you may not be a dental technician. Yeah. For, and and I'm not disparaging anybody, but that's just yeah. kind of the way it is. Well, yeah. those of us that do it super love it. I agree. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. It's not been a day that I walked in my whole career that I've just left hating what i do i just it's just internal what kind of drugs do you take <laughs> well can i get <laughs> i used to take fireball and <laughs> gummy bears so, yeah she drinks a lot yeah <laughs> well but now you know, i just love what i do so I, yeah i, agree I tell with people you. all the time you know when the, when a doctor calls up or something happens and you know i tell them look i didn't wake up this morning and said how can i screw up dr smith today i mean come on nobody ever does that yeah and so knowing that you're going to face that each day and upset patients and anxious people and some of these cases are, are large and they're expensive and there's a lot of you know anticipation here and so you're wrapped up in all that emotion from the patient and yes. the doctor the doctor's kind of seeing dollar signs and you're thinking i got to get this right and you want to yep, make the yep. patient happy that's a huge ball of stuff that you got to deal with so yeah, yeah I, I think that a good technician uh, like or i'm sorry barbara like barbara here like barbara I was thinking, like bad and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know she's doing a great job and she's Giving something back to those people out there, even though they don't know her. Yeah. So that, I think that's really cool. Thanks. I wish I was that good a technician. <laughs> you probably are. <laughs> so let's wrap up. Yeah. Okay. What's, what's next for B&D? What's coming out? What's the big thing you guys are working the on? The big thing. Let's see. Well, again, it's all special secret stuff. <laughs> and so I, I, there's only so much I can say about, it, it. about things. But there are some cool things on the horizon. And nice. it, we are, are actually a pretty creative company. We've done a lot of things first. We've got some patents that reflect that. And so, yeah, there's, there's some really cool potential stuff coming on. Nice. But I don't know. I mean... Not by February. <laughs> not by LMT Chicago. And yeah. So, so, yeah. But, this um, last year was a little hard for Yeah, so. it was difficult. Yeah. So um, I think that, that what we are trying to do is just remain abreast of both things in dental technology and how better we can help laboratories market and identify with the doctors and do those kind of things, provide those things for them so that they can be competitive. Because it's tough for a smaller lab to be competitive with a big guy. Yeah. It's just tough. Well, good luck on your lecture today. It was wonderful talking to you. Well, that's very kind Super of you. Super great. Thank you very much. And I, yeah, I appreciate thanks, the opportunity to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I hope to give somebody a laugh or have some fun. Or yep. So there you go. It's good stuff. All right. I think so. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Implant Digital Director Hussan Sewill. Did I get it? Close enough. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From DDS Dental Lab all the way down in Tampa, we're at Whitmix's Digital Forum, day two, early in the morning. Not too no, early, but yeah. Early. I've got the uh, raspy voice going on this morning. That's how we like Barb. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, man? How are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing real well. So he is like literally right around the corner from me. We were on the same flight coming here from Tampa. And, going and we back. ran into each other and going back. Yeah. So it's just a small world. Yeah, I mean, we're in Kentucky and he's right right around my corner. Well, how yes. many flights do you think are from Tampa to Louisville every day? <laughs> I mean, their choices are probably pretty low. Yeah, they probably are. Yeah. So tell us your story. How did you get into dental technology? So I'm originally from the Middle East, from okay. Lebanon. Uh, I'm Palestinian. 
my dad is a pharmacist. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a pharmacist. Pharmaceutical name's too long. Yeah, it's That's too long problem. for me. Yeah, I could never do it. <laughs> It's like aspirin. Yeah, I got that. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Yeah. It was too long for me. Um, there was a, a doctor working with my dad in the same pharmacy. She's from Russia. Okay. And she's the one who said, like, why don't you study dental technician? I never heard of dental technician before. And, and when it, was this? Like, how long ago? Uh, so I'm going to look really old if I tell you. Okay. <laughs> so that was in 1996, I think, 97. Okay. Like and where did she come up with dental technology to even tell you about? It. No, I have no idea. She's wow. just like, hey, why don't you do dental technology? And she was a pharmacist know. too. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So Great. I didn't even know what that meant. I was like, okay. And where would I study that? She said, why didn't you go to Russia? I said, okay, I'll go to Russia. Like, going to Russia. I said, okay. So that's what happened. So you went to Russia? So I went to Russia. I got wow. my degree from Belarus. That's where I got my was degree. Was there nowhere to learn in, in Lebanon? Uh, yeah, there was. But, but why th- Russia? Because I wanted to go to Russia. Really? Why? That is cool. I That's know. No, I, I think it's awesome. I'm <laughs> yeah. just curious out of all the places, why Russia? I mean. It was cheaper okay. to go to Russia. I had a friend that was studying in Russia, too, in the same city in, okay. in Belarus. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll go there. Yeah. So... That's what happened. Was it a two-year degree? It was a two-year, but it was intense two-year. Yeah. So we were studying six days, only Sunday off. Wow. So it was very intense two years. How many hours a day? We start from 8 to 3. 8 to 3? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was some crazy Russian, like, 18-hour days, <laughs> six days a week, yeah. no sleep. 18 hours. <laughs> Jesus, God. I don't know. Yeah. No, so you learned everything? So when you went to school, you learned everything? So the first year, you study the language. You go, you study, depends on w- what you want to be. That's the focus of your language. So if you are uh, in pharmacy, in medical, you study more of science. Mm-hmm. If you are in engineering, they'll give you more about physics. So, and since I was kind of like medical, that was, was the focus in the first year. So we finished the first year. Then the second year you go, you study. Of course, you study initially start just model work. There was no CAD CAM back then. Uh, it was very basic. It was a lot of ortho and removable. Even the way that we did the crowns, it like was very old style crowns. Sure. Yeah. Like there was no casting. It's just like something like on a hammer and you make your crown. <laughs> it's, uh, it was very old style. How many people in the class? Was it big or It popular? wasn't big. Yeah. Uh, we were... I don't know, like 15, 20 mm. in the class. It's good compared to today's numbers yeah, in school. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that's how we started. So the first year was language. The second year was hands-on. Yeah, second year and third year. So did you know right away you wanted to do implants, or did you no evolve to that? So I so after I finished, I went back to Lebanon. I worked for for a couple of years. And then I went to England. I lived in England four years. That's where I met my wife. Holy schmoly, you've been all over, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I met my wife, and then uh, we decided to come to America. Uh, that was not the plan because I'm so family connected. So I told her, like, I'm not going to America. It's too far from Lebanon. And, of course, it went her way. She won. <laughs> of course. So she wanted to come to America. It, it was a choice. Her choice, of course. Yeah. It's not my choice. <laughs> so is. she's from Iowa. Oh, oh, she was American? Yeah, so oh, she's American. Okay. She's from Iowa. So we decided to come back after she lived, I think, a few months in Lebanon with me. And she yep. decided, I want to go back to my family. I said, okay, yeah. So cool. you moved to Iowa? I moved to Iowa. So How was that? 
So <laughs> it, it wasn't big of a shock for me in Iowa because it's almost where I lived in Lebanon. It in the country? Like, in the country. Yeah. Okay. So I came to Iowa. I'm like, I'm in the airplane waiting. Okay, where are the high buildings that I see in the movies? <laughs> I don't see any of this. Everything I see is cornfields, <laughs> cows. I yep. like, okay, well, this I'm still in Lebanon, I think. Yeah. Like, I think like they missed the flight. <laughs> so, so we landed in Iowa. I worked four years in Iowa. At a dental lab. At a dental lab. Yeah. So as I called, there were only two labs in Ames. That's the city. Yeah. One of them was, I called the first one, and he said, no, I don't need technicians. I called the second guy, and he said, I don't need technicians, but if you want to come, I said, I don't have a work permit. Uh, I just need something. I Like for the first three months, I just want to I just, I just wanna learn. He yeah. said, okay, that's fine. So we started working, and he said, do you know how to wax? I said, of course. Yeah, so yeah. started waxing. He looked at my wax up. I still have those wax ups. Do you? Yeah. He's like, they look like chicken scratches. Yeah. So he didn't want to say anything embarrassing. <laughs> he said, well, we do things different in America. <laughs> I said, okay, so let's see. You're different. And of course, it was one of the most beautiful crowns wax up I ever seen. And I worked with him three months until I get my work permit. And he said, do you want to stay here? I said, yeah, of course. And it was a boutique lab. We were only three people. Hmm. And he was my first mentor here. And that's how I started. So it, basically you mentored with him for three months, no pay. No pay. No pay. Uh, yeah. Just learning the craft yeah. until your application for work permit went through. Yeah. And then he hired you right there on the and spot. And then he hired me. Oh, that's fantastic. And then he reimbursed me for those three months. He said, I want to give you something. So he gave me a paycheck for those three months. Oh, okay. that's nice. Yeah, that was really nice. Wink, wink. Wait, Government wait. doesn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not talking about, uh, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So at that time, what were you doing? You were waxing for him? I was doing model work. I was doing waxing. It's a little bit of removable. lab. You do everything. You yeah. do everything, mm-hmm. exactly. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, metal finishing, casting, all that. There was no zirconia back then. That was in 2003, four. Sure, I think. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. everything was high gold still. Uh, yes. <laughs> everything was traditional. Yeah. There was no digital. So where'd you go from there? Because you're not in Iowa anymore. <laughs> uh, no. So after those four years, he decided to sell the lab. He said, I just want to sell the lab. I want to just go around the country with my wife. So he sold the lab. He sold his house in Iowa. And he said, "Just you can start looking for a job. So I interviewed with two labs. One of them was uh, DSG Clearwater. Mm-hmm. I Flew it to DSG Clearwater. Yeah. I interviewed with them. They hired me, and I worked for, I think, like four years. So uh, why Florida? Why Florida? Well, okay. <laughs> Obvious <laughs> reason. Yeah, from <laughs> Iowa to Florida. But I'm just, That's you know, a no-brainer. Yeah. Obviously, you're open to leave Iowa. Your wife was willing to leave. Yeah. Why Florida? I had two job offers. One was in California, was in Florida. Okay. And comparing the... Oh, the prices. Yeah. Do you ever try any of the labs in between? There is a whole country in between. <laughs> it, I didn't have much time to look for yeah. a job because he decided uh, within two months, he said, oh. in two months, I'm going to close the lab. And I didn't have much time to start looking. So I started looking for labs and I found two. Those are the two that I sent my application yeah. to. And I got accepted in both. The one in California, it was almost the same pay, but because the the living is yeah. different between California and Florida. Yeah. So why did you call. lean towards a big lab? I mean, here you are at a three-person lab. To be honest with you, I didn't even know what was a big lab is. Really? Or yeah. production. So I sent my resume, and I got interviewed. They accepted me, and uh, that's how it started. 
the, and Bob told me like, okay, you know how to do the quality work now. Yeah. So you need to to work on production because yeah. we were very small lab. Our production was three PFM crowns, one denture, one gold crown, and two splints. A day? A day. That our, was our yeah, production for the big day. Big labs are super different, <laughs> aren't they? What do you see oversee wow. now? That every five minutes? Oh, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah literally. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. So you went to DSG. So you guys moved to Clearwater then? So I moved to Clearwater. Okay. I was there for three months until I got the insurance. Then my we only had one kid back then. And now he's got five, just saying. Now I got five. That's <laughs> why I'm famous, because of my five kids. <laughs> so after I moved, after three months, my wife came to Clearwater. She joined me with with the one kid that we had back then. And that's how I started, started wow. production. I yeah. started as a waxer. At yeah, I was going to say, so you went to DSG Clearwater, which is just five minutes south of me, and, and yeah. you were waxing. Yes. So, wow. I was waxing. I was doing metal finishing. And then I started uh, working with Eric Wade at DSG. Yeah, yeah. I know him. He's yeah, great, he's guy. a great guy. Great so guy. he yeah. was my second mentor. And I had the, the support of uh, Richard Harrell. Mm-hmm. He yep. was a general manager. At the time, uh, yeah. Yes, he supported me big time. That's great. So I get the support. I get the mentor from Eric. And that's how I started into implants. So how was it going from three PFMs a day to, here, wax all these today? It was stressful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing, because... One, you got paid per piece. Oh, was uh, it? Okay. Yes. Interesting. And also, like, uh, one of the waxers that was working with uh, next to me, uh, she's been doing this for a while. She was the main waxer at DSG, and her production was, like, five times more than yeah. mine. Yeah. Sure. So it was challenging because you want to be there, and you want to do it as quality. Absolutely, yeah. So it was challenging at the beginning. Yeah. But you eventually grasped it and you were yeah. banging them out. Yeah. yeah, and then I started uh, working in implants, started working in a uh, little bit of CAT CAM. And uh, like I said, because of the support f- from the team there, mainly fr- from Richard and Eric, I lived literally across the street. So they gave me key for the lab and they said, if oh, you nice. want to go, yeah. do whatever you want to wow. learn. So I was working every Saturday and Sunday and working CAT CAM, scanning, designing, learn implants. So that's how I started. You're the second person that we talked to that went in on their own. We talked to somebody yesterday, yeah. Whitney, I believe. Yeah. She was the same way. You know, when you really love something or you want to get better, you know, you, you, you get your time. You got to put in the extra time. Yeah. Yes. And it helped. Like, yeah. Especially if you have the support from the team that uh, that hired you. Mm-hmm. If you have the support and you're willing to do it, you're willing to go that extra mile, you will accomplish anything. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You got to put in your own time. Yeah. To get better. Yes. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Yes. So how did you land at the Whitmix Dental Forum? You just need to get out of town? <laughs> <laughs> that was the second reason. Yeah. yeah. One, it's mainly the education because it's digital and yeah. this is where everybody's going. And there are good speakers here. There are some good speakers. Yeah. And also I want to get out of the lab um, to take a break because uh, we haven't seen anybody in person for two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, this is the true. first meeting that I go to in two years. Do you usually do Chicago and all those... And FDLA, do you go to? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I, I do lecture with the lab. So I'm on the road almost every week wow. before COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. Lecturing to dentists? To dentists. Okay. Wow. So about you left what, that part options? out. Implants and CAT Cool. Yeah. How'd yeah. you get into that? It started slow. Yeah. It started with small presentations and uh, it grew to where I, I give full presentations now. Yeah. What are you talking about? Just Implant restorative and options? Yeah. Restorative. Yeah. You start from the very basics how to take impressions yeah. uh, for implants all the way to all in four cases. Wow. Yeah. So, and everything in between. So, and digital. Do you find dentists are pretty 
receptive to I was going to ask, how is it lecturing to dentists? For the most part, yes. Yeah. They're receptive, but every once in a while you will find that dentist like in the audience that doesn't buy what you're saying. Yeah. And if they don't buy what you're saying and they have something in their head, it doesn't matter what you say, it doesn't matter what you do, Can't you're wrong. Yeah. 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 Especially the lab guy. <laughs> exactly. You're the lab guy. You're like, who are you to tell me what to do? Yeah. But for the most part, tell you, I do have respect for most of the dentists that I work with, and they have the same feeling towards me. Yeah. So we work as a team. It's whatever best for the patient. Yep. So you're doing that every week before COVID. Yeah, we used to do that almost every week. At the DDS location, or were you traveling? No, I was traveling. Really? Yeah. Wow. So we were traveling almost everywhere in the country. No kidding. Yeah. No. Leaving his five kids behind for the day. <laughs> I'm going to go lecture. Yeah, I got yeah. to work. <laughs> yeah, and by the time I get back home, I would see my wife at the door. Here's the key, and here's your kids. I'll, I'll be back. I need a break. I bet. Check wow. in, check out. Yeah. 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 I'll so be back. what's your day at DDS now? Yeah. Are you on the bench doing work, or is it more manager role? All of the above. Yeah. So I do my own work. I do have accounts, the big accounts that I work with. I do their cases. I do have a great team. And this is the key for success. Yeah. If you have a great team, you can do anything with, the, with that team. So I don't have to physically do everything. I can treatment plan the case with the doctor and go my team. Uh, I'm lucky with the team that I have. I picked every single one. Yeah, like we had ask, a yeah. lot of interviews. Yeah, they have them all in the uh, Tampa Bay area because we can't find any. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll be with you. <laughs> yeah. <Vomit. laughs> oh, yeah. They're a good team. Yeah. Yes. How we, big is the team? Uh, in implant, we have 12. Holy wow. Holy. You and guys must do a ton of implants. Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of our Damn. biggest department as far as, n- not just the volume, like the re- revenue. We do a lot of implants. We do a lot of full arches. Yeah. Too. Do you so, really? Yeah. yeah. It's the team that, that I have. It's uh, it's a great team. So I don't have to do everything myself. Yeah. I can just treatment plan and go to the team, mm-hmm. scan it this way. I still check uh, the cases. I still QC them. You QC um, all of them? Not every single one. Like the cases, yeah, that, like full arches, yes. Yeah. I could see them. I still work with the team. I know the doctors that I work with. I know what they want. So it's easier for me to sure. explain to the team oh, yeah. what I'm for looking sure. for. Plus, it's good to have one set of eyeballs mm. on full arches rather than, you know, a couple people because yeah. it's got to be right. Yeah, but out. 12 people, that's huge. You guys doing a lot of CAD CAM, obviously, right? Yeah, most so 12 people are just the implant team, and yeah. we have the... CAD CAM, I think we have eight or nine. Wow. And then we have digital team. Digital team are the people that uh, check uh, uh, intraoral scans, uh, iTero, trios. How big is DDS altogether, do you know? We have two two locations, one in Tampa, uh, one in China. Uh, We own it and operate it 100%, the one in China. It's ours. I used to go there every six months. Did you really? To do training on implant and CAD CAM. Uh, Since COVID, we haven't been there. Sure. But before COVID, I used to go there every six months. Wow. And we have two other managers that used to go do the same thing every six months. We would stay two to four weeks, depends on what we're discussing with the yeah. team over wow, there. Wow, you've seen the world, my friend. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is cool. Wow. Yeah, that's a great opportunity that yeah. a lot it of people is. in our industry don't get to get. Yeah. The first time you go there, it's, it's a new country, different culture. It's cool. Yeah. But the flight is 16-hour flight. Ugh. 
So by the time that you get there, you're dead. Huh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a long flight. And that's like you go from Tampa, let's say, to Chicago or New York. That's yeah. another four or five hours there with the layover. Then we land in Hong Kong, and we have a driver waiting for us in Hong Kong. And that driver takes us to Shenzhen in the mainland China. And that's another two-hour drive. Yeah. So by the time you get there, you're and ripped. it's 12-hour difference, so you cannot even sleep. Mm. But by the time we get there, it's almost midnight in China, which is 12 noon here. Yeah. So it's like you go to bed like three, four hours. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's amazing. And then what, you train the lab over there just on technique, or you train new employees? or Mostly we train if we have a new material. So okay. I would go uh, train the team. I do have also my team in China. I have a team on CAD CAM. I have a team in implants I work with. So this is like train the trainer. Yeah. So I train sense. my team, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they do the training for the rest of the team. So you look over 12 in Florida and then a bunch more over there. We have almost 1,000 employees in China. Holy schmoly. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a big lab in China. In, in Florida, um, the implant are almost well. Altogether, the team that I have, it's between implant, CAD CAM, and digital, like 25 people. Awesome. Wow. That's, That's cool. great. Yeah. No cool. pressure there. No, no pressure wonder you at need all. to get out of town. <laughs> That's a lot of stress. So obviously you learn to manage a lot of products because I know coming from a big lab myself, it's a lot of stress and a lot of work. Yes, it is and a lot of stress. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, you, you, as soon as you walk in the door, bam, you're in it. It's just like nonstop. So. Yeah. You must have just a large collection of screws. <laughs> I mean, to see that many implants, it must be nuts. Yeah, we do. We have between screws, analogs, parts. like We have inventory of the parts that we did not use. It's a big, big bag yeah. that yeah. we have. That's crazy. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and I think we're yeah. on the same flight on the way back. Thank you for yeah. coming by and talking to us. Yeah, thank it's you. It's great hearing you. your yeah. story. Thank you. Enjoyed it's, it. It's always awesome. good to see you guys. Yeah, awesome. thank Thanks. you. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, Barb, did you know that Grow3x wants to help lab owners to get better at marketing their own labs? Yes, I do. And I think, from what I hear, they offer quite a number of marketing programs. Heck yeah, that's true. They just had a marketing summit earlier in November in Charlotte, North Carolina, where they had a bunch of lab and business owners present their best marketing practices. That is really cool. I really wish I would have been there. Me too. But now they're getting ready for their dental marketing master's program next year in May. This is going to also be in Charlotte. It will be a two full day workshop that goes deep into the why, how, and what's of dental marketing. So everybody listening, make sure you register early as Grow3x currently offers an early bird registration special. So how early is early? How early, you ask? Well... You have until the end of the year to save some big bucks. I got you. You know what other thing I really like about the marketing program? Do tell. Well, they have a Grow3x marketing scholarship for young dental marketing professionals under the age of 30. So that rules both of us out, Barb. (laughs) All right, all right. This scholarship offers free tuition for up to three young lab owners, dental marketing folks, office managers, and etc. I love that. Can you please tell me how to apply? Just go to the event section at grow3x.com. That's G-R-O, the number three, x.com. Click on the Dental Marketing Masters and fill out an application at the bottom of the page. Anything else you have to say? 
Absolutely, I do. You know I always have something else to say. <laughs> Grow3x will donate $100 per applicant to the Foundation for Dental Laboratory Technology. What? For the first 10 applications they receive. So remember, if you're under 30, which is not us, and interested in stepping up your marketing game, make sure you apply ASAP, ASAP, and no later than January 30th, 2022. That is fantastic. Awesome. Thank you, Grow3x, and we appreciate your support of the podcast. <laughs> that was all time best, Elvis. Trying to pronounce names is your God-given gift. A big thanks to Rich and Hussam for sitting down with us at the Preet booth during the Whitmix Digital Forum. And Hussam is like literally right across the pond from me, if that's a word in here in Florida, over in Tampa. So we actually took the same flight out together. It was cool. Which pond? Which pond are you talking about? I was just being facetious. Like, you know, the pond they call England and you go over the pond. But but I get it. Okay. I thought there was some big Florida pond. I was just trying to be witty, I guess. Okay. I got it. (laughs) It's always great to hear from manufacturers that were also dental technicians who understand the industry. And even though Hussam and I are both in the same area and technically competitors, that conversation again proved how great our industry and how much stronger we are when we are working together for the great good of our industry. Oh, so much love there. So much love there. So much. Keep it down. (laughs) Oh, I've got the holiday spirit, bro. Uh, I'm, Already? I'm so bad this year. Oh, God. I never have it, and I have it. I don't get it till the morning of. I made fudge. I made white chocolate fudge. I made pumpkin freaking cookies. Oh, my God. I'm out of control. I love it. Oh, jeez. Yep. It's all <laughs> going sick. on my bootay. All right. <laughs> all righty, everybody. That's all we got for you. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Stop being so good. How many times I got to tell you?